Amen. Amen, man. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We see you coming. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. And amen and amen. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. We thank you for joining us this morning. Amen. On this Mother's Day morning. Amen. We are excited for this word from the Lord that we have on this another Lord's Day. Amen and amen and amen as we continue to work out and work on bringing you the very best uh, possibility of worshiping with you that we can. And we thank those of you who have been so kind to us and allowed us uh, your gifts and your acts of kindness has allowed us and afforded us the chance and opportunity, uh, heaven knows, to expand and broaden this ministry. Yes, that is a microphone and a microphone stand. Amen. Amen. That your gifts and your kindness uh, has allowed us, um, has afforded us the opportunity to uh, get and purchase. And we thank God for each and every one of you and for your commitment, for your uh, your kindness and all that you have done on this morning. Amen. Amen. Or to make this morning, as well as many other mornings, possible and ministering to you uh, the very best that we can. Amen. And amen. I want to certainly say happy Mother's Day to my mother in heaven. And certainly uh, to all of the mothers uh, that are in heaven. And certainly we feel the pain that those of you who are without your mother this morning, you feel for no matter how long you have your mother, uh, once you no longer have her, it seems like you've not had her long enough. Or there was nothing compatible on this earth, save the love of God, uh, than a to a mother's love sister colvin and so we thank god we thank god we thank god this morning for uh the great things that he has done and is doing amen amen and amen just trying to uh fix one more thing if we can uh if you would allow us just trying to fix one more thing and if we can do that then we believe that we will have done what God has called us to do on this morning. And then we are going to have a word of prayer, a special Mother's Day prayer. Uh, and, and we are going to then share our Mother's Day sermon 
with you. Amen. Amen. And we do believe that it is not do we just believe. We know that it is a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Let me just work out one more thing here. And once we get that worked out, all will be all will be ready. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Sister Gaines, Sister Bodison. Uh, good morning, Sister Colvin. Some names we can see clearly, others we cannot. Hey, good morning, Sister Robin Hamilton. Good morning to you as well. Amen and amen. And those of you who are yet still coming, good morning, good morning, and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 All right. And we are going to get started. Amen. 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 Let us now look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. And amen. Let us Pray, let us pray, let us pray. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Let us pray, let us pray. God eternal wise, we come this morning on this Mother's Day morning. Come, Father God, first to say thank you for mothers all over the world. Those women who have labored biologically and dealt with the pains of childbirth and those who endured it with joy and to those mothers who have taken on the responsibility we pray for those who biologically were not capable of giving birth but they gave life to so many children they were mothers to the motherless and friend to the friendless. They fed hungry and they clothed naked and they housed homeless. And so it is not just the biological ability, but the composure and the composite desire to be mothering. And so, God, we thank you. And then, God, we feel for those childless mothers, those whom unable to give birth, who found themselves barren for one reason or another, and yet find it in their heart to love somebody else's child more than their own biological mother would. And so God, we thank you this morning for mothers all over the world, for we realize that every woman that gives birth may not be a mother, but every mother that gives life is a woman. And so God, we come this morning saying thank you. Thank you for hands that fed. Thank you for hands that sold. Thank you for knees that bent and called on you all night long for wayward children. 
Thank you, Father God, for mothers who went to PTA meetings and back and forth to football and basketball and practices and baseball practices, sometimes late at night, sometimes hauling not only their children, but other people's children. Thank you, Father God, for mothers who always had a spot at their table for some hungry soul. Thank you, Father God, for mothers who loved us through life's mistakes, who picked us up when we were down, who who did their very best to turn us around when we were going in the wrong direction. We thank you, God, this morning for mothers. For what would this world be without loving mothers? And then, God, we come now asking you to ease the pain of mothers who have lost their children to police violence, to street violence, to drugs, to crime, and sometimes to just plain old sickness even during this pandemic. For there is nothing heavier than the weight of a mother's tears. When Eve first cried, the ground knew not what to do for it, had never felt water like this before. And so God wipe away their tears, comfort their hearts. And then God, those who in this last year or so in these last 57 weeks who've lost their mother to the pandemic, to life, to whatever circumstances, God ease their and let them know that mothering is not limited or stopped at the graveyard. But a mother's love continues on and on far beyond. And so God, this morning we come praying for mothers. We come praying for the motherless. We we come praying for the childless mother and the motherless child. Take now, God, our hands, those who have no mother, and put them into the hands of those who have no children. Take now, God, our hearts and merge them together that they may be one. We come now, God, we come now, we come now. Thanking you, God. Realizing that many of us, if we had not had the mother or the grandmother or the auntie or the big sister who stepped in and was a mother to us, we would have been lost long ago. But in your divine wisdom, in your divine way, you knew and you understood just what we need. And so, God, on this Mother's Day, we come to say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for the act of mothering, for the persons who mother, for the people who have a desire to mother. And then, God, we pray for the mothers yet to be, who will mother babies yet born. Some from their own womb, some will come from the womb of others, but they will be there to hold them, to nurture them, to cuddle them, to wipe their tears when they cry, and to kiss their aches and pains, and set up over all night long, over and against sickness and sin, that they may see salvation. And so, God, we come this morning thanking you for mothers. Even at this hour, God, I thank you for my own mother, who, while she had her challenges, she did the very best she could. While she had her ups and downs, her, her hills to climb and her valleys of loneliness, she tried day in and day out 
I thank you for two loving grandmothers. And I thank you for all of the women who've mothered me on this journey called life. Who fed me, who clothed me, who nurtured me, who cared for me. Those who helped to prop up this ministry and this ministry. I thank you for the mothers of my children. Continue to bless them and lead them and guide them. That they may never fall short. Bless now God. All the mothers of the world. In the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. We pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. And amen. Ah, good morning, good morning, good morning. Amen, 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 amen. Wherever you are, if you are a mother, give yourself a round of applause. And if you're in the room with your mother, give her a big hug and a round of applause. Amen. And amen. We're not going to trouble you too long. We know that you have brunches and breakfasts and lunches and all of those things to be made for you. And so we are not going to trouble you too long this morning. Those of you who have your Bibles, if you would be so kind as to turn with me to the third chapter of the book of First Kings and mark yourself at the 16th verse down through the 28th verse there this encounter in the life of the king is recorded then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him and the one woman said, oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. And we were together and there was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thy handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman say, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, no, but the dead is thy son and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth and thy son is dead. And the other saith, nay, but thy son is the dead and my son is the living. 
And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then spake the woman who the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slave. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide. Then the king answered and said, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged and they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. There ended the reading of God's holy word. Ah, I want to talk with you this morning from the simple thought, two women and one mother. And as a subtopic, I want to talk to you. I want to, as a subtopic, use the sub theme, a split decision. You will bear with me, won't you? And pray with me. God eternal and wise here now again for another time stands the learned son of sharecroppers and farmers. I need you now, Lord. I need your strength. I need your guidance. I need your leadership. And I need the prayers of all of the mothers gone on and all those yet to come. I need their strength. I need their wisdom. I need their understanding. Be with me, God, that I tread lightly and do this text justice, that I may help encourage some mother and some child to understand their relationship. Allow me to do justice to the text, God, that I may help some woman become a mother and some mother understand the woman that she really is. Be thou now my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ah. The text uh, for the life of it had been focused on Solomon. Most of the times preachers preach this text, they focused on the wisdom of Solomon. I too have been guilty of that. But inside this story, there is another story. It is the story of womanhood and motherhood. It is the story of two women, but one mother. If you take a close look at the text, it says, ah, that there were two women who approached him, but only one mother left him. Uh, if you take a close look, if you, if you read into the story as to what it takes for a woman to become pregnant, the fallopian tubes and the fertilization of eggs and the process of three trimesters or nine months for a woman to biologically give birth. 
you understand that there's more in the story than two women and two babies. There are two women in the story, but one mother. There are probably two fathers in the story, but one mother. There are two baby daddies somewhere absent from the scene, but there is one mother who's present. There is the king. There is these two women. There are the two babies, one living and one dead. And there are two baby daddies who are absent. I wish somebody would give a hand to baby mothers who did it in spite of the absence or the lack of presence from their baby's dad. But in the text, there is only one mother. If you would allow me to prove my point, there are two pregnancies. There are two babies. There are two baby daddies. There are two women, but there's only one mother. I wish somebody was praying with me this morning. Uh, a mother is a combination of Sophia, wisdom, and agape, divine love, and Sophia and Agape, when they get together, it is a sacrificial act of compassion. And so mothers are people who are composed and are willing to make sacrificial acts of compassion. I, I thank God for the mothers this morning that sacrifice day in and day out. They sacrifice sleep. They sacrifice eating. They sacrifice buying themselves new clothes so somebody can have shoes, so somebody can go to bed with a belly full. I wish somebody was praying with me this morning. I contend that there were two women but one mother. I understand and I give great respect and my prayers go out to those women who are barren and biologically incapable of having babies but are still somebody's mother. And by the same token, I give my prayers to those women who suffer down through the years as did my mother with postpartum disease or postpartum issues. I pray for their strength, their mental, their spiritual, and their emotional stability, though biologically capable of giving birth, they somehow struggle every day with issues around motherhood, and they try the very best they can. And some, like my mother, they make their way through it, and others do not. But I contend this morning again that there were two women, but only one mother. I wish you would pray with me. You see, one was a woman who became a mother. The other was a mother who proved that she could not be anything other than the woman that she was. Look at the text with me, if you will. It says that two women came to him who had given birth three days apart and one woman's baby died because she overlaid it and, and and she in other words she wasn't careful she didn't give careful consideration to how to handle a child how to take care of the child and she was overbearing she she i, mm, I hear your holy ghost real mothers are not overbearing they may love you a little too much but they don't smother you she was not overbearing they give you just the right of discipline and just the right amount of love and just the right amount of care and just the right amount of correction and and so here this mother was she overlaid she she had not properly taken care of her child and as a result 
her child died. I stopped by to tell somebody that it does not matter how many children you give birth to. If you don't care for them the right way, if you don't care for them the proper way, then, then, then they can die. I know he lived to be 25 or 30, but he or she is living in your basement, but he or she has been in and out of jail because you didn't correct them enough. You didn't have enough concern. You you thought that they were always right, even when they were wrong. I stopped by to tell somebody that a good mother knows when to pat you on the head and a good no, a mother knows when to spank your hiney parts. I tell you, a good mother understands the equality uh, that has to go into mothering, the balance that has to go in to being a mother. A good mother, a good mother, a, a, a good mother. It is said that a good father knows what is best, but a good mother does what is best. It is said that a good father will point you in the right direction, but a good mother will walk with you as she gives you direction. A good father tells you when you are wrong, but a good mother shows you what you did wrong and teaches you the right way. And, 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 and so this morning I stopped by to say thank God for good mothers who did what was best, even when they felt their worst. Thank God for good mothers who walk with you and talk with you. And when nobody would claim you, they would tell you that you are their own. Thank God for good mothers who sit down every day and every night and have sat down every day and every night from kindergarten through college and help children with homework and schoolwork and help them to understand. Thank God this morning for good mothers. If you will, let me get back to the text. The text says that the other woman, she laid, it suggests that she laid properly on her child. She she understood just how much weight the child could bear. She, she understood how to cover the child, how to keep the child warm without smothering, with how to keep the child alive without putting the child in any danger. They woke the next morning and the first lady who overlaid on her child, her child was now dead. And she switched with the lady who did the proper thing. You ever seen somebody want to take credit for your work? Thank God for the mothers who've raised other people's children, but let the biological mother take all of the credit. It takes a lot of strength to do that. It, it takes a lot of courage to do that, to feed and raise and tender somebody else's child and then comes graduation from high school or college or the military, then the real mother, the real father, or the biological mother or father wants to show up and take credit. Thank God for mothers who adopt somebody else's problem child and make them a child of praise and worship. I wish I had some of my Pentecostal friends in here this morning telling me that everything's going to be all right. Two women, but one mother I contend. Watch with me, if you will. Watch with me, if you will. The text says they came to the king and they told him their story. And this is where it gets interesting. And the first woman said, uh, this is my child. And here's what happened. The other woman said, no, that is 
not your child. It's the living child is mine and the dead child is yours. It's amazing that this mother, when she woke up, see a mother knows her child. I'm always surprised. I always am enamored. I'm always a smile comes across my face whenever I see people telling their mother, a mother about her child, and the mother says, no, not my child. My child wouldn't do that. But thank God for the mothers who know their children, who can hear something done and says, that sounds like something my child would do. See, they can own their child. They can own the good and the bad, the right and the wrong. They they take full ownership of their children. They understand that my child is my child on their good days. My child is my child on their bad days. My child is my child, whether he's right or wrong. And I'll do my very best to get him or her to do right. But you're still my child. And so the text says that they argue before the king. And the king said, bring me a sword. I'm sorry, let me go back a second. The woman knew that the child that was dead was not her child. See, a trumpet makes a certain sound, according to Gardner C. Taylor and Samuel Proctor, and, and a mother knows the sound of her child's cry. A, a mother knows the sound when there's a yell, when there's a holler. My, my grandmother, she, she knew the sound of her grandchildren. She could hear us out in the yard playing, and if somebody's crying, she would shout out in rhetorical, who that crying? And then before we could answer, she'd say, tell Junior, tell Lamarno, tell the name of the one that's crying, tell them to come here, because each one of us had a certain and distinct cry that the frequency in her ears, it was tuned in to our radio station of pain. A mother is tuned in to the hurt and the pain of her child and when her child cries when her child breathes she understands it and she hears it and she can feel it and this woman woke up realizing that this ain't my child that's my child i can tell by the way he sounds i can tell by the way he sucks i can tell by the way he feels and looks this is my child thank god for mothers who recognize their children in good days and bad days thank god for mothers who love their children right, wrong, or indifferent. Thank God for mothers who are moved by the tears of their children. The king says, bring me a sword, and they bring him the sword. And he says, split the child in two. Listen to what the mother of the child says. No, no, king, don't do that. Go ahead and give her the living child. Go ahead, I'd make a sacrifice. I'd rather see my child alive in the arms of somebody else than for the child to be dead. In a moment, in a second, sometimes mothers have to make life and death split decisions. <laughs> I wish somebody was praying with me. I, I wish I knew y'all out there this morning. Sometimes mothers make life and death decisions in a split second. They don't, they don't have time to think about it. They don't have 
time to contemplate it. In, in a moment's notice, they have to decide whether to go or stay. In a moment's notice, they have to decide what to do and what's the best thing to do. And they have to live with their decisions. And this lady made a decision in a split second. She made a split decision to give up her child so that the child may live as opposed to arguing and her child possibly die. Good morning. Good morning. Sister Knight. Mothers make split decisions every day whether to stay in detrimental relationships for the best and the betterment of their child. Mothers make split decisions every day to leave abusive relationships for the betterment of their child. Mothers make split decisions every day to call the police on the molesters of their children for the safety of their child. And unfortunately now in the society that we live in, mothers have to make a split decision every moment as to whether or not even to let their grown children, their grown sons out of their sight because they may be shot and killed by police. Mothers make split decisions every Good God Almighty, every day, in a moment's notice, Sister Scott, mothers have to make life and death decisions, sacrificial decisions, every day. And I contend that of these two women, that's my first argument that she was the only mother for she made a split decision that would lead to the embedment of a child. Listen to what the other woman says, though. The, the, the other woman said, good morning, Sister Stewart. The other woman says, no, let it be neither mine nor hers. Split the child down the middle. You see, a selfish woman, a selfish person don't want to see nobody happy. They're not happy. They don't want you to be happy. They don't have it. They don't want you to have it. Uh, they get upset, they want you to be upset. No matter what happens, you can't make them happy. She wasn't even happy with the woman giving her the living child that she stole in the middle of the night. She wasn't content with that. Uh, see, a mother would be content as long as their child is alive. I, I argue this morning, I heard a woman say, I'm glad my son is gone to jail. It made me shiver. It made me stop and think I was a younger man at the time and I was confused. But after I listened to her and I listened to the life of her son, she said, that's the best place for for at least I know that right now he's alive. Mothers, no matter where their children are, want the comfort of knowing one thing, that, that my child is alive. Yes, they would rather he be thriving more than surviving, but, but they're happy knowing that wherever their child is, that he or she is alive, that they're not hungry, that they're not hurt, that they're not 
heartbroken that they're not in danger, but if they got to settle for something, they'll settle for the fact that at least my child is alive. And thank God for the mothers who make sure that their child is at least alive. But the second woman, she wasn't content. Her child was dead and she wanted everybody else's children to be dead. But, but not only that, her child was dead because of her mismanagement. Her, her child was dead because of what she had done. Her, her child was dead because she didn't give the right protection and the right cover and the proper provision for the child. And, and, and sometimes a woman will kill her own children. There are men who ain't marrying because their mother done killed the marriage before he got married. They called their mama's boys where I'm from. Mothers or women have killed the relationships of more of their sons and daughters than any home wrecker ever could because of the misguidance and because of the things that they tell their children or they tell their sons and daughters or because of their disapproval of the person that's the right person and their approval of the person that's the wrong person. More mothers, more women have told their daughters, girl, just stay, I did. I was unhappy, so you be unhappy. I was beaten, so you be beaten. I was bruised and battered and cheated on, so you be bruised and battered and cheated on. But a real mother would tell her daughter or son, Pack your stuff up if you ain't being treated right and come on home. But first, make sure you're doing what's right. I thank God this morning for this one mother. But then, but then look at the mother. And I refer to her as, and I'm done, a supersonic soul system. Look at what she says after... Before the king says, the son belongs to this mother. He never refers to the other lady as the mother, but he refers to this lady as a mother. Uh, look at this for a second and then uh, I'm done. I'll leave you be this morning. I refer to her as a supersonic soul sister because there are four things that are she displayed. First of all, a real mother displays super strength, for it takes a lot of strength to sacrifice. She was willing to sacrifice and give up her child so that her child could have life. I feel you, Holy Ghost. And it took super strength to her hand over her child and so she decided that uh, many uh, women show super strength by staying up all night long, praying over their children. And uh, many women show super strength by getting up early and going to bed late to make sure their child is clothed, fed, and taken care of. I wish somebody was praying with me this morning. It takes a uh, super strength and super courage in this day and age to be a mother no matter how old your child is. It, it takes a superior knowledge and a superior being. Uh, it takes something uh, uh, inside that 
that can't be measured up. It, it takes the ability to call on all the strength of heaven these days to be a mother. And so, first of all, this woman showed super strength and super kindness, and she showed a super type of love. She showed a sacrificial love and compassion. But then, not only was she super, but then uh, she was sonic in that it says she yearned or she cried out. And uh, I stop by to tell you that uh, when mothers cry out, mm, you don't hear. When mothers cry out, uh, it makes a certain sound when mothers cry out. For uh, the text says that uh, she yearned. She she made a sound that uh, Solomon had never heard. And the only time he heard it was maybe when he heard his own mother cry. He said, uh, those sound like the cries of a mother. I've stopped by to tell you that if you never heard a mother cry, if you never heard a mother pray, I feel all right now. If you never heard a mother call on the Lord for her children, ain't the Lord all right. If you never heard a mother hymn, and moaned all night long as her child tweeters with the sickness that uh, he's between life and death. <laughs> if you have heard a mother cry out at the death of her child, then you've not heard a sound. But uh, her sound was sonic. It pierced the ears and it pierced the heart of Solomon like uh, the tears and the cries of so many mothers. <laughs> You don't hear me. But then not only was she supersonic, but uh, this sister had a soul. She, uh, Her soul was suffering. Her, her soul went out not only for her living child, but her soul cried out for uh, the child who had died for her mothers. And that's why the mothers of uh, against drunk drivers and the mothers against violence, they they have a soul connection. They have a soul relationship. They they understand one another. They they understand what each other is going through when there's a stirring and a suffering in the soul of a woman. Only another woman could fully understand. And so this woman understood what this woman was going through. The mother understood what the woman was going through, having lost her child, whether it was her fault or not. And she understood uh, her pain, and so her soul reached out to her. But not only that, was she a supersonic soul, but then she was a sister. For in those days, in that culture, two women living in a house, if one gave birth, then the other one would become, uh, I guess, sort of like a godmother. She would watch the child. She would feed the child. She would clothe the child. And so she understood that uh, if she became a sister to this woman, irregardless of what her station was in life, irregardless of the fact that they were both heart, she understood there was something in the bond of sisterhood, that if she became a sister to this woman who was trying to rob her of her child, who was trying to kill her child, then uh, she could take care of this woman and the child and maybe encourage the woman to one day become a mother. But more importantly, she could raise her child all on her own. She could watch the child grow in her eyesight. She could correct the child when she was when he was wrong. She could heal the child, help heal the child when he was 
sick. Good God Almighty, I contend this morning that uh, two women came before Solomon, but uh, only one mother left. <laughs> you don't hear me. <laughs> All around the world, there are people saying, I got two and three mothers. No, you got one mother. You only get one mother in this life. And a mother sticks by you when nobody else will. A mother yearns for you when nobody else will. A mother shows the super strength to be your friend when you need a friend. A mother shows and cries out with a sonic sound when something is wrong with a child. And a mother's soul suffers when something happens to her child. And mothers understand the bond of sisterhood. Mothers understand that a motherhood doesn't stop in stock or prevented by the grave. For they tell me one Friday afternoon, an innocent young man was slain on the streets of Jerusalem. I feel all right now. Yeah. They tell me that uh, they hung him high and stretched him wide. Good God Almighty. And uh, they hurried because the feast was going on and they took his body down and the men put him in an old borrowed tomb. Good God Almighty. But his mother who was concerned for him, his mother who her love couldn't stop just because her child had died. This mother who love couldn't stop because her child had been dead and buried. This mother who love couldn't stop because she saw her child hang his head and die. She got up early Sunday morning. Can't you see her getting all of her stuff so that she could properly embalm and dress his body for burial? For the men had did a shabby job. Can't you see her undeterred but her mother's determination as she gathers her stuff and begins the journey? She didn't think about who would roll a tomb, who would roll a stone away from the tomb. She decided one foot in front of the other. She pushed one foot and shoved the other and made her way to her baby's grave. But good God Almighty, when she got there, there was only one problem. She got up early, but uh, they tell me he got up even earlier with all power in his hands. Ain't the Lord all right this morning? And since he got up, since he lives, thousands upon thousands of mothers, generation after generation of mothers have called on him to heal their children, have called on him to deliver their children. Mother after mother has placed her child at the mourner's bench. Mother after mother have anointed her children's hair with oil and called on him in the midnight hour. Mother after mother have knelt down by the side of a bed and called on him all night long. Because he lives, mothers have faced many a tomorrow. Because he lives, mother's tears have been wiped away. Because he lives, mother's cries don't go unanswered. Because he lives, mothers have strength that they can do all things through Christ Jesus. Ain't the Lord all right this morning? Ain't he all right this morning? Thank God for mothers. Thank God that we've taken a day to celebrate mothers. And whether your mother is living or gone on home, and mother, whether your child is living or gone on home, keep on being a mother. Keep on loving your mother. Mother, keep on loving your child. 
for there were two women, but only one mother. Good night, my brothers and my sisters. Good night, my mothers. Enjoy your day. Good night, children. Celebrate your mothers while you still got them yet in the land of the living. I might not see you no more on this side of the Jordan, but if I don't see you anymore and they ask you what was Wade doing, the last time you saw him, say he was telling God, thank you for good mothers. Thank you for mothers who endure the pain. Thank you for mothers who endure suffering. Thank you for mothers who endure hardship. Thank you for mothers who get up early and go to bed late. Good God Almighty. God bless you. Happy, happy Mother's Day. Two women, one mother. Won't you be that mother? God bless you. Heaven smile on you. Let us pray. God, we thank you this morning for mothers. We thank you for all they have done and all that they do and all that they will continue to do. Bless now, God, mothers everywhere. Bless women who have went through the pain of child labor and then the pain of watching children grow and those mothers who've had to go to the graveyard and bury children way too soon out of the natural order of things. Bless now, God, heal, deliver, and set. Touch now, God, these mothers who are listening, these mothers who are watching, these mothers who have loved their children, and more importantly, have loved the children of others. Bless now, God. Bless now, God. Bless now. Heal, deliver, and set them free. Continue to bless them. Continue to lead them. Continue to guide them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can send your prayer request to pray at gmail.com. That is pastorwadepleasepray at gmail.com calm as well as you can send your mother's day offering and donation in to cash app it is dollar sign wew1967 for cash app that is dollar sign wew1967 and for paypal it is the at sign wew1967 god bless you have a smile on you. Thank you. We just heard the phone ding for persons who sent in donations. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Please enjoy the balance of your Mother's Day. Those of you who've traveled, we pray traveling mercies over you. We pray that you had a time wherever you went and that you will have safe travels back. God bless you. Have a smile on you. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>